the regularly scheduled Famous Rich Celebrities Popular Podcast will not be heard tonight, so that we may bring you a very special episode of Foreign Festive Film Fans. Tonight, Mark gets addicted to speed while mourning his girlfriend's death in a car accident and contemplating losing his virginity, while Bob's absentee father returns to ask him for money right after his alcoholic uncle slaps him and his best friend Mark gives him a joint. If any of these things are happening to you, please call the Festive Fans Hotline so that we can tell you about a foreign Christmas film. What? <laughs> Join us. Viewer discretion is advised. Have you ever seen any of those foreign films? I don't like them. Some are born great, others achieve greatness, and some watch Christmas movies. Both festive, aren't they? And we are the festive foreign film fans. Hey, Mark. Pontelli. Hey, Mark. I have to greet you with happy National Christmas Podcast Day. What? It's what day? Mark, they have a, a holiday for us now. You know, I love those people at Harmark. I I tried I went out to get you a card and they were all sold out. Unbelievable. We're that popular. There's so many of us. But we're but we're the best. We are. Absolutely. And I'm so excited because um you know, you followed the idea of the theme for Halloween and you're still wearing your costume, which is great because um I thought this was good. You know, we yeah. we were to dress up like something from one of the movies that we watched. And as you can tell, I'm not sitting down tonight because <laughs> my tower costume is, is I, can, I can hardly move in this thing. And when I bent down to get through the doorway, all the water on top <laughs> fell out. Please don't bend over again. <laughs> but what do you think? The flames, though, cool, isn't it? You're hot. <laughs> and if I could just, if, if it gets mumbled because the helicopter keeps sticking in my <laughs> mouth, let me know. I will. But Mark, look at you. All right. So, you know, you're going to probably say, what are you dressed as? <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but I am a bit curious. Well, I'll give you a hint. It's from the movie Rare Exports. I only have a hat on. <laughs> Wait. Jake's got to have to turn up the lights because <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> Did someone let a naked Santa in here? You know what? I just, ever since I saw that movie, I've been inspired so many times <laughs> for so many different reasons. Luckily, the shadow from your script is, is casting in the right places. <laughs> that was very strategic by me. Well, as we go on, you might get a little cold. but So the concept behind this day was all of the other... Uh, Christmas podcast, everyone decided to do a version of the Christmas Carol. And some people are doing, you know, cartoon versions. Um, 
you know, the Alistair Sims version, Scrooge, you know, mm-hmm. trying to cover as much ground as possible. So we, um, we decided to find a foreign adaption of the Christmas Carol and it was not easy to do. Um, we had to go all the way back to 1953 in the country of Italy to see their version of the Christmas Carol. And I guess I should um, put this out there. So as we describe and talk about this film, <clears throat> it did not have normal subtitles and it's in Italian. So there is a method that you can use artificial intelligence to generate the subtitles, which we did, <laughs> in which <laughs> they uh, translated every single word <laughs> <laughs> and in ways that I'm sure the um, producers and the director did not <laughs> intend for Scrooge to shout suddenly in the midst of, uh, you know, a scene, orange. <laughs> <laughs> and we have no idea what that is for. Um, but I'm glad that you've offered to cover <laughs> our sure. film for the night. And so you can, um, you know, introduce us to some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's do well. My my favorite misinterpreted AI generated um, uh, subtitle was. You know, everybody knows this the story of of Scrooge, and uh, there are so many different good versions. But at the end, you know, when he wakes up after his terrible night, right? He flings open the shutters, and there's a little boy walking down the street. And what typically is right, he's screaming, "What is today? What is today?" Right? And the boy yells, "It's Christmas!" Well. In the AI generated subtitles is what is the vegetable today? What is the vegetable today? And I, I lost it. I just I lost it. Um, so 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 did he buy like the Cratchits a giant Brussels sprout or something? I mean, it was yeah, it was it was. But I would say this: the movie is still the movie is loaded with incredible actors and actresses that are that are famous which we'll get into but the 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 story or the movie tonight is called nonoma trapa tarde nonomate trapa tarde if i'm it's not my italian isn't I like strong that, though it's good um and it means it's never too late right what you think about the scrooge story it, it's 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 kind of uh fitting um but here let me just talk about the actor so first actor i'll talk about is paulo stupa um, and he plays Antonio Stupi. Uh, he's our Scrooge character. Paolo is well known as, as a well-known Italian action star who worked together with Vicino Viscotti and his wife, actress Rina Morelli, on adaptions of Chekhov, Shakespeare, and Goldani stories. Oh, wow. So he's a serious actor. Very serious. He appeared in 200 films, including the English-speaking epic Once Upon a Time in the West by uh, Sergio, Lo- Sergio Leone and the UK film Beckett with Richard Burton and Peter O'Toole. Oh, wow. So yeah, he so really, he has good, some... Uh, good stock, yeah, right? Props. <laughs> yeah, it gets better. Um, hey, wait, can I ask you, though? Yeah. You know what's interesting, and maybe some of our Italian listeners, if they know... I didn't look this up, but the last name, like, you know, does it in Italian mean something like miserly or Scrooge-like? I wonder if it does. Oh, I don't know. If you know, call us. Yes, yes. Because it was S-T-O-P-P-I. And I think it's, I think it's the correct pronouncing is stupe. Okay. I think. I don't think a lot, but I think. The next thing. You let the artificial intelligence think for you. Yes. 
what is the vegetable today? Um, the next act- says a man sitting there naked. <laughs> next actress is uh, Ize Bracella. Uh, she plays Rosanna Graner. Um, and in this actress, um, Isa, she plays the the Bell character, sort of the love interest, right? Isa made her professional debut while still in high school. Wow. She starred in mostly uh, comedic films. Uh, this, uh, this, the year of this film, 1953, she married director Carlo Alberto Chiesa. Um, and following their birth of uh, their daughter, Carlotta, she retired from soap business. So she had a brief career and no English speaking films. And, uh, but it's interesting. She just passed away this May. So she's still well known in Italy, um, in, in around the Italy film, f- uh, fans and, and, and that, uh, genre, but she just recently passed away. So isn't it, if you think about it, she was in a movie in 1953 and she just passed away this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, she was a comedic actress, but this is not a comedic part at all. There's no comedy in this movie. No, no. I shouldn't say that. Where's my vegetables was kind of funny. Um, (laughs) Orange. (laughs) um, The last person and the most fascinating actor, and and he plays the, the character of Ricardo, um, who is in, in this movie Antonio's brother? Um, but Marcello Mastroni, uh, Marcello Mastroni is regarded as one of the most iconic Italian performers in the 20th century. He became an international celebrity working with um, Federico Fellini and became paired with Sophie Loren in eight movies together. Yeah. Um, he was nominated for the Academy Awards for Best Actor three times in oh his career. Um, divorced. Italian style in 1962, um, A Special Day in 1977, and Dark Eyes in 1987. You know, he's the one, I recognize the name. Absolutely. I, you know, I, pro- I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that he's in, but I know his name. When, when we were looking at this and you said that over, the name was very familiar, but if you get a chance to look at his pictures, you're like, oh my God, yeah. And in, even in the film, when he, when he, pops into the first scene you're like okay that's a much younger version of the person we get to see later on in the 60s 70s and 80s and he doesn't he's not the principal he's not the main actor in this no he doesn't so it's it's you know he goes on to this illustrious career but here he's the side character yeah he is he's the he's the the brother and so um yeah should we talk about this version yes so a lot of lot of same elements, right? I won't go through the whole story. Everybody knows, right? Um, who Scrooge is? Um, in this version of the film, in uh, it's a Never Too Late. Uh, Scrooge is a pawnbroker mm-hmm. uh, versus a banker, as we as we see him in uh, normal versions or, or different versions of Scrooge. Um, but still the same thing. Everybody knows him. Everybody knows him as an angry, loveless person. I mean, I talk about there is comedy in it, right? He's so mean. He's well known as mean. The poor beggar on the street <laughs> is trying to get little, you know, any coins he can. He sees Antonio uh, coming down the street and just like puts his head down. Six, like, why bother? Not worth <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. He yeah. pulls his yeah. head back. He's like, like even the beggar doesn't. Yeah, not, not even worth my my energy. But and it's probably good to point out this takes place in it's like in Italy in the 1900, like what. Like the twenties or thirties, I would say, yeah, probably the thirties, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, because it is depressed time. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of reference to into war, but very, very little, very, very subtle. 
Um, but you're right. It comes out in 1950s and it's going back 20 or 30 years. Um, but it's a small Italian village. They don't actually name the village in the movie that I recall. No. Um, but it's just the same story where he is, you know, um, holding money tight. You know, it's Christmas Eve. Um, the, 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 uh, where his worker wants to go home and he's like, well, why do you want tomorrow off? Right. And just like in the movie, he gets a half a day the next day and yeah. he talks about his family. The, you know, it's, it's the version of crack it, crack it. Um, but you know, the, where it starts to differ in the, in the movie. And, and I would say first, even before that, Bob Cratchit plays a much less role in this one. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. Oh, say, no, that's okay. Is that yeah? That 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 relationship is really minimum yeah. minimized, and really, what's what it focuses on is his relationship with his brother mm-hmm. Ricardo, um, and early on in their life, you know, and um, Antonio's sort of the the prize son. He knows everything. He's the smart one. He's the one that the father and mother sort of give most attention to. Um, Ricardo's sort of this kid who's, you know, he's shy. So he sort of assume that he's maybe a little bit is not socially, he's maybe a little socially awkward. And so when they invite friends over for dinner, Ricardo sort of like pushed off to the side and Antonio's given all the attention. Antonio sort of is trying to get this one girl to like him, but she's really drawn to Ricardo's shyness and innocence. And um, so it kind of becomes this little bit of a rivalry between the two. Um, They grow up in their father's store working as a a merchant. You know, Antonio's keeping the books and Ricardo's stacking shelves with the cans. Um, But then the father dies and really becomes this, you know, Antonio becomes jealous of his brother because he gets married. And really, just spends his life being miserable. Um, also, so that's really about their relationship. Also, in that in that relationship too, um, Antonio like goes after his brother too. Yeah. So Ricardo's living in a, in a an apartment building, struggling to pay his rent. Um, this is where I thought the movie was going to go. Oh, this is going to be you know happy in the middle, and um, he couldn't make his rent, and so his brother comes and buys the building and I'm like, oh great, he's gonna help Ricardo out. No, he doesn't help his no, brother out. He doesn't. He actually confiscates his brother's furniture. Oh, it's you know, I think in other Scrooge stories, Scrooge as a child or whatever, at least is likable. Yeah. Here, you know, his parents keep pushing him on on the the woman the in the story. He's never even as a kid, he's not likable. He's no. he's kind of Scrooge like then. And his brother handsome yeah uh, you know quiet you know obviously she is taken with him and from the beginning and that just continues to fuel but i just found it funny that at no point do i ever say gosh he's you know he he becomes a miser yeah. <laughs> like he was he was miserable from a, a kid almost groomed to be yeah you know because yes cause exactly cause yep. his, his dad again not a big part of the of the movie but you do get the sense of the favoritism of the dad uh, with um, with uh, Antonio and not with Ricardo. Um, and doesn't he say to the the girl's dad they're going to get married? Yes. Like they like at the dinner, like you know, look at him; he's going to be great and like know. a prearranged. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, but then you know, you know, at the point then you know he um, and his his nephew comes and visits him, tries to offer. Um, some niceties to his uncle Anton. 
Antonio to come and join them for Christmas, but he scoffs him off as well. Um, and then, you know, he, he goes to sleep, right? He falls asleep and his ex-partner comes to visit him. And really it's very similar than, you know, um, to the other, you know, Scrooge things, uh, things we've seen, right? So, like the three ghosts come and visit him. Well, the, the the funny thing I have to say about his partner coming: two things. One is there's a giant picture of his partner on the wall, right? And oh yeah, and, and he right when he comes in, so it's like he, he's staring over his own shoulder. But the other thing he talks about the ponderous chain that he wears. He's wearing no. No chain at all. He's in a suit and, you know, and not even made like ghost-like or anything. He looks completely normal. Yeah, this this guy was, yeah, he talks about the, the being dead and the, the, the weight of it, but there's not really any weight there. No. Um, I think the other thing, too, that's, um, again, uh, similar in the other Scrooge is that, um, or I should say different, is there isn't someone escorting from place to place, right? He sort of like all of a sudden shows up and it was... A few times I know I had to say, now wait a minute, I had to go back, rewatch a couple scenes to say, okay, this is how we got from here to there. So even the telling of the of the story wasn't as narrated as other versions I've seen. Yeah. I, in fact, I was hoping maybe you could fill in some of those gaps because it seems like all of a sudden he's walking down like a fog filled street right. and an old man starts talking. Doing it, he's walking. I guess into the past. Yeah, I guess. It was very. Yeah, yeah. I, I and I because I thought the person walking down the street with him was the partner, but it was somebody different. Yes. Um. He's actually seeing and being there and re-witnessing the brother's furniture being taken away, seeing how destitute he was, but he's also seeing too about how that doesn't necessarily crush his brother. No, the woman he was supposed to marry comes Christmas Eve, remember, and tries to pawn uh, her bracelet. Um, and he turns her away. He does turn her away because, well, he couldn't, you know, when he closed the door, he says, that's the bracelet I bought her, right? Um, but, you know, you, what's interesting, because I thought that was an interesting part of it, but you don't see their relationship really explained no. during when he goes to the different, like the, the past and the present and the future things. It's sort of hinted at, but um, that part was a little confusing to me. Yeah, and it, like when they have that, the breakdown and, you know, you only care about money. Yeah. He has, and this is where you're saying maybe he was groomed for this. He has this expectation like, of course you're going to marry me. Of course you're going to be with me. Right. How could you not, you know? Right. And we can ask you one thing. Yeah. The second, the second ghost, he was like in a bar drawing pictures. Is that what I was trying to figure that second, you know, he's supposed to be the ghost of Christmas present and he draws pictures, and then they become the scene, right? Uh, Is that what that was? <laughs> you know what? You're you're pushing me. The re- I, you know he I, he was drawing the pictures, but that's really insightful. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. It could have been. Yeah, let's go watch it again. Well, and then at the end, remember the bartender comes over and he's like, he was supposed to pay my bill, and he's like, there was nobody there yeah, the whole all time. night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't even pick that up on that, Bob. That could have been exactly what was happening because he is talking with someone and yeah, he wakes up sort of in a little bit of a drunken stupor um, only to realize that no one had been there. Yeah. And so, so anyway, they wait, you know, he wakes up and then it's the the, the normal, you know, uh, redeemed person who wants to be loved, right? Sees the value, sees that money doesn't matter to everybody, right? His brother's still happy. His nephew is still happy, right? They, um, 
they witness how um, the person who's sort of the the cratchit of the of the film um, he sees him um, cheering him at dinner. He's like, you know, let's uh, let's you know raise our glass to my boss Antonio Stupe. And um, the wife's like, I don't want to drink to him. Right? Why would you drink to him? He's a horrible human being, right? And he's like, no, we should still drink to him anyway. And she's like, well, if you want us to, we will. So he sees his his generosity. He also meets their version of Tiny Tim. Uh, I think his name was pa- Paul, I think, it was in the movie. I think so, yeah. Um, and so... You know, he wakes up and of course he he runs and starts reconciling with everybody once he knows what's the vegetable of the day. <laughs> um and he reconciles with his brother. He goes back and it's interesting also in the in the in the film or in, in the, when he's seeing his brother in, in the ghost store or in the ghost visit, the one armchair keeps yes. breaking, keeps breaking. And then after he comes and visits and reconciles and said, I'll get you all your furniture back and you can stay here for nothing. Like the piece of furniture is fixed all of a sudden, miraculously. <laughs> that's uh, so funny. You keyed in on that because I was going to say the same thing. Somehow, like his becoming a generous person fixes the, <laughs> the armchair. <laughs> well, I there's just some things I can't explain, yeah. and I don't know if it's like you're you're left a little bit of mystery, or was there something in the translation that we missed? But or maybe it's about relationship it was broken. Now it's mended and fixed. I don't know. I don't want to get too deep here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cute version of it. Um, what is different and kind of nice is that, like you said, the brother constantly shows hope. His wife is like, you know, you keep saying things are going to get better. Things are going to get, and they never do. And he's like, no, they will get better. They have. So that endearing spirit that, and that's not really kind of shown in the other, you know, in the book. True. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, um. I have a question for you really quick, though, is what's your favorite version of A Christmas Carol? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I kind of like, and a lot of people don't like it. I like Scrooge, the musical one. Oh, yeah. Um, And the reason why I like it is I saw that in the theater when I was young. And when he goes to hell in that one, it, it scared me. It really did scare me. Although I look at it now and it's almost like a, s and m chamber there's like a, the guy they're all in leather and they don't wear you know have any shirts on whatever but um i really like that you know i love the alistair like because that is like the classic to compare right. against uh yeah actually my favorite version believe it or not is a muppets christmas carol oh my gosh i absolutely oh i can't believe i didn't even think of that in fact I, I own that movie. I own the soundtrack. I watch it every year. I love Marley and Marley. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You're right. That is my favorite, yeah. hands down. Yeah. I, I, you know, of course, never watched it. Well, I guess it came out when our, our kids were pretty young. So I started watching them. But yeah, I do watch it every year. It's, uh, yeah, Michael, Michael uh, Caine is phenomenal. Oh, he's incredible. Yeah. But what bothers me in this version I don't think his redemption is, uh, he seems kind of nasty, right? They show him a few scenes, but I don't think the scenes are all that like, you know, you, you see what the people are going through. And then when he, he comes, it doesn't seem true to me like the, so it didn't, it wasn't impactful to me really at all. I was like, at the end, I'm like, does he really? turn you know what i mean like uh he was horrible definitely yeah. was horrible 
But he kind of still at the end, he seems a little horrible. So I don't know. Well, I think he does such a good job convincing you that he is horrible. But your point is valid. And I also think the... I don't know if it's because it's the age of the film, right? From yeah. 1953. But it's it's not as joyful at the end right, right? Um, yes and, and maybe that's it mark yeah. maybe he doesn't he doesn't do the dance and i feel light as a feather and you know right he doesn't run around yeah. hugging and kissing yeah. people and, yeah um but i agree um, he does give the beggar though money he does <laughs> yeah. give the beggar money, which he's very shocked yeah and uh where this is a shorter episode so we're not going to talk about any of the cultural things or um we really just want to get to the one music segment in this is a song that was produced or it's and it's sung by and written by one of the other Christmas podcasters. His name is Tim Babb, and he's on Can't Wait for Christmas. And uh, he put this out for everybody to use for um, their show for the special episode. After Halloween is done, it's time to start the Christmas fun. Yes, my friends, it's Christmas Podcast Day. November 1st is the day you need to check your favorite podcast feed and join in the fun on Christmas Podcast Day. All your favorite Christmas shows are releasing brand new episodes. Some may say that it's too soon, but they're lucky we don't do it in June. So come along and have a laugh. We talk carols, films, and crafts, and all other things from the merriest holiday. La 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 la, it's Christmas Podcast Day! shows some you might not even know you might find a new favorite and take some time to savor it so listen on your computer or phone at work the gym commuting or home a new tradition that is here to stay tell everyone it's christmas podcast join in the fun on christmas podcast download everyone on christmas podcast day get in the sleigh it's christmas podcast day Wow, that's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I fantastic. can tell the way you danced around the room. Oh my gosh, it's Christmas podcast day. <laughs> Savor it and favor it. I love it. Well, this and is... Mark, it's going to kick off. I know it's going to gain steam. We're going to be, it's going to be a big holiday. It's going to be a great holiday. Um, But, you know, maybe we should wrap up and it was a great it was fun to do this yes it um, was exciting and download and go visit all the other podcasts uh everybody's having fun with this yep i know what i'm gonna do on this day take off work and listen to all the podcasts out there take off work i'm gonna approach my hr department and ask them that we should have this day off <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> maybe we can end up with a quote here um i like this one and it's true it, it really fits me very well I tend to watch just foreign films. I don't know why that is. I'm not particularly deep or anything. I just like foreign movies. <laughs> and that is a great way to wrap it, Mark. Bob Bonatelli. Happy National Christmas Podcast Day, Mark. Thank you. Actually, we're done. Done, done. It's over. Over, over. It's over. It's over. Caput finito. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over.
This has been a Waysound Studio production. And sound engineering on our show is by Jake Fontana.